Hey there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast, a podcast where a bunch of Canadian theatre nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games, such as Dungeons & Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. Help us keep the dice rolling by supporting the Fantasy Fantasia podcast on Patreon by becoming a supporter, roleplay hero, or weaver of worlds on our Patreon, you will receive benefits such as Patreon-exclusive one-shots and side quests, free-to-download battle maps and world maps, and even voting power in what comes next in our campaigns. My name is Avery Melosh, and I will be your Dungeon Master for tonight's episode of Dungeons & Dragons Legend of the Silver Flame. Previously in Legend of the Silver Flame. You're on the cart, you're continuing through the woods until mm. you reach Deadwell and Mimic's uh, flying above leading you the way. 15, okay, so you just barely notice Lena as you're about to hopefully not sprint through this room. <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one of the pods hanging from that ceiling, you notice hanging out of it is a braid of blonde hair and you swear the pod looks Garyad's size. <gasps> He's got okay. this. He's fine. Yeah. So Velvet's <laughs> going to uh, gonna put put the rapier to his face and just gently cut the front, j- just so it opens up. Just <laughs> oh just a gosh. visual confirm. Just a visual confirmation. I'm not gonna cut him. I just kind of want to slit it and just peel it open just a little bit to make sure. That- hey, sexy. How you doing? Spider, is that you? <laughs> 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 Velvet goes like <gasps> he, he gasps he goes no it's your beautiful friend Velvet silly I'm here to rescue you silence for like one second <laughs> but you feel wind rushing and <laughs> right in front of you this spider lands on the ground with an assertive thump on all eight of its legs it's staring right in your face Velvet and it opens its pincers and just goes <laughs> like lets out a spider noise right in your face oh, and I need everyone to roll initiative for me oh. yeah Velvet does his best Geralt of Rivia impression and goes <laughs> Fuck. Reed looks at Geary and telepathically asks him, what do you mean by he died at your hand? When I awoke, his corpse filled with arrows in front of me. I was branded a traitor immediately and banished. I was said I would be dead within a week. It has been years. Were you cursed like Malik? I'm not sure, but I, when I was branded, this was put, on, uh, put upon my face. And now I must face the facts that I indeed am a traitor amongst my people, and I will do anything it takes to redeem myself. But why would he be here? Your father didn't die here. That doesn't make any sense. No, but Deadwell is a place of spirits, cursed spirits, and I am here to find his spirit. Well, great, awesome, fucking necromancy, dead things. (laughs) God damn it, Velvet says. So, 
<laughs> As a group, you guys enter into the entrance hall. There are great curved stone arches that extend high up into the ceiling, holding what's left of the roof up in the air. And, and you can see dotted around the room, there's parts of the roof that have collapsed through and are just piles of debris. Speaking of debris, on either side of the central carpeted aisleway, there are these big statues, uh, a few of which are destroyed, a few of which are overgrown, and a couple of which stand pretty okay still. As you walk through this aisleway, you notice that there seems to be a statue that's representative of each race in the land. There is a human, you see a dwarven statue, there's an overgrown statue that you swear looks like a lizard folk, and then a couple that have crumbled to the ground beneath their base. Now, at the end of this entrance hall, as you continue to walk, there's a large stone panel with a directory that is carved into the stone. And the title of the directory is long since faded, and it's a little hard to read, but what you can see is most of the layout of Deadwell, with area names as well. So as you look through, you see that there's the Watchtower, which is where you're pretty sure you got Giriad from. There's the Entrance Hall, which you're also pretty sure you're in right now. There's the Valendia Library, the Hall of Artifacts, the Common Area, the Hall of Magic, the Courtyard, the Catacombs, the Hall of the Gods, the Hall of Heroes, and there's finally an 11th room, which its name has eroded away on the directory, and even on the directory itself, you see that there's a large fracture in the stone that removes a part of the map where you're pretty sure the 11th room would be. What do you, would you like to do? Sai is going to go over to one of the statues that has crumbled, and can I investigate to see if I can figure out, because each one of them is a, a, a different race, right? Yeah. Okay, so can I investigate to see which, if I can guess, or if I can figure out which race this is? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, roll investigation. All right, that is a 24. Oh, food. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, as you're examining this statue and the parts of it that are left, you investigate the facial structure of the statue and you can determine that it is a humanoid. You look at parts of the arm that have broken down and you see that there are these tattooed etchings in the arm as well and based off other things you're looking at, you you can see that the eyes as well and the face of the statue are a bit wider and larger than uh, what you would see on a normal human. With all these facts, you determine that the statue is that of a Janassi. And uh, for those who don't know what a Janassi is, a Janassi, they're humanoids that are related to the elemental planes. So there are fire Janassi, earth Janassi, wind Janassi, and water Janassi in the world. Hmm. And can uh, Sai tell from the um, the tattoos or whatever is on on the uh, the arms what, what type of Janassi it is? You look at the arm and you see this flowing, swirling, almost flame look, so you're okay. pretty sure it's a fire genasi. Okay. With okay. zero tact, Velvet, like, yells out in this, like, echoey chamber, Sai, what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> and, and a terrorist comes through the ceiling. No, no. <laughs> 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 and and Sai turns around and, and yells back, well, I think it's a fire genasi. <laughs> I got drunk with the Janassi once. Weird. <laughs> That's a story for another day. Velvet goes just like running by and kind of like looking at everything and runs over to the directory and mm -hmm. looks at that kind of mysterious area and says, hmm, that's ominous. <laughs> <laughs> kind of just looks back at the group. He goes, well, uh, it seems that one of the rooms in the directory is cut off. And, uh, okay, wait, we're looking for some sort of hero, right? And he points to the Hall of Heroes. Coincidence? Hmm? hmm? Yeah, yes. Uh, 
And look at we could stop by the gift shop before. And he points to the the hall of artifacts. <laughs> Lena, Lena just goes done and starts walking towards it. She goes through like the entrance hall and and starts heading towards the the art the 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 hall of artifacts. Bree's just gonna start following all of them. And and uh, Sai is still looking at the map and then realizes he's the only one left and he's like, oh, let me go over the <laughs> Hikes up his robes a little bit and starts yeah. running a little bit. <laughs> All right, so uh, I assume you guys go to the right uh, toward the common room? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so you guys make your way to the right, cross through a small hallway, and you come upon the common room. Let me go to that part of my notes. So the common room is a much smaller room than the others, as you can see on the map. There are broken furnishings, such as tables and chairs about the room. Some are still intact, some have crumbled or even burned to the ground. You see there's a cold fireplace on a wall to your left, but on the wall across from the the hallway that you entered through, you see there's a bar, and there's actually still a few glass bottles sitting on the shelves behind the bar on the wall. Velvet Ooh. runs over to the bottles and goes, hey, the souvenirs have already started. Nice. Uh, be careful. That that, that might be uh, uh, not, not a, you know, it might be poison or something like that. Just just be careful. Make sure to yeah. sniff it before turning it. Remember good, what happened to Malik? Mm. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that is a good point. Um, are, are, are they corked, Avery? They are, yeah. Yeah, so he's going to, uh, do, do they all look the same or is it like a mishmash of like different bottles? It's a mishmash. So the bottle you grabbed is your classic bottle, like almost wine bottle shaped. But you see another one that looks like this orb with this almost tendril coming up. So if you can imagine like the tail of a comet almost, it's kind of in the shape of that. And then you see a third bottle that is the shape of a leaf. Oh, okay. Well, um, judging by their viscosity and things, can I do an investigation roll to see, as a uh, pretty accomplished drinker, what's what's going on in there? <laughs> huh. Yeah, which one, like, probably won't kill you the most? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just, just kind of like, like, you know, given, like, the swirl, seeing what kind of residue is there, popping off the cork, uh, picking up all the all the nodes that, uh, that there are. Um, would it be investigation? Yeah, roll investigation Investigation, for me. okay. All right, come on, Daddy needs a new pair of shoes. 17. Yes. So you pop open the first bottle, give it a little bit of a whip, and this one's dank as fuck. It smells so bad, you're not like, it almost singes the hairs inside your Uh, nose, it feels like. All right, he quirks this one and says, okay, this is really good if we need like a a distraction. It smells like ass, and uh, he puts it in his belt. (laughs) You do? Okay. Yeah, yeah, Um, he's definitely going to keep that. Oh uh, so I guess you could just name that bottle uh, Poisonous Liquor. <laughs> um, okay. I guess. The second one. Yeah. Uh, with the comment, you give that one a sniff, and it actually smells uh, like nothing. It almost just smells like water. You look inside, and there are these very small pellets of some kind. So there is a residue in the bottle, Ooh. and they're black colored, and the liquid in the bottle seems a lot more viscous than the first one even that mm. was no good <laughs> okay uh velvet's gonna probably put that one down that one seems a bit too <laughs> he kind of goes uh, you know if i were 10 years younger totally chug it but no no nope, <laughs> not anymore and you said that there is a last one that looks like a comet or i've already picked up that one 
the final one is the maple leaf one. <clears throat> you are not maple leaf, the leaf one. The leaf one, okay. Uh, I, I spoiled it. You open it <laughs> and it smells like maple. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, he, it's, it smells like the Fey Wilds in which I <laughs> frolicked. So he's, uh, yeah, he's gonna put that in his other belt. Ooh, okay. actually, right, you know, he's gonna taste that one. It tastes like maple and it's very smooth. Oh, that's good. Okay. Are you finished yet? Are you done? We've been watching you sniff bottles for like a minute. Well, I mean, that's your problem, Missy. That's, that's, not, that's not my problem. And then he goes, on to the uh, gift shop. And, and, and why did you put that, that bottle down? The, the one with the, the, the orb? I mean, it looked gross, but I mean, you just seem like someone who I think could probably get more of that. And he just chucks the bottle towards her. And he catches it midair. And, oh, this, this could be useful. So he kind of sticks it in in his uh, little side bag. All right. You can call that swamp liquor. Swamp liquor. Okay. <laughs> Aren't you glad you got that? <laughs> yes. And then uh, your final bottle, Eric, you can call it maple liqueur okay. instead of just liquor. Ooh, fancy. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> so Velvet goes like skipping into the next room. Like he's and, and yeah, as like, as I'm drinking the maple and I uh, hand some to uh, Lena and I say, you want some? I'm I'm good. I'm good. You, you keep chugging, buddy. Suit yourself. And I just just start pounding it back. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm nervous. Dungeon crawling makes me nervous. <laughs> Um, so gift shop, you said Hall of Artifacts? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, so you guys go to, you see that there are two ways to exit this room. There's one to the right of the bar, and then there's one that is next to the fireplace. So you go to the entrance next to the fireplace, the one to the right, and you head to the Hall of Artifacts. So as you pass through the hallway, you pass into an even bigger hall than the great entrance was. But this hall is largely destroyed. Like, basically, none of the roof is left, and there are just piles of rubble everywhere on the ground. There are, there are broken and damaged pedestals and display cases of various sizes that are littering the room. And from what you can see so far, as you're giving it a first glance over, there are no artifacts. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> you also see there's there's quite a few skeletal remains in this room, so it looks like almost hmm. as if a battle took place here. You see people in mm. armor and various weapons around the room. Okay, mm. can I uh, can I roll? Um, like I know it seems kind of obvious, but can I roll to see um, what happened here? Or is that yeah? yeah? Roll uh, roll an investigation. Yes, I will. <laughs> that would be an eighteen altogether. Nice. Okay. So, Gary, you begin kind of assessing the bodies and trying to get a sense of the battle that took place and what they were up against. A lot of the bodies, you see the skeleton remains are human-sized. You see that a lot of the armor is of the same make that you're seeing. There are a few skeletal remains that are not wearing armor and don't have weapons near them as well, maybe more robes. Uh, you see less skeletons that are smaller sized. You believe them to be probably dwarven or halflings, but... As you look at one, what you presume to be a guard specifically, you see that he has these very deep cuts through his sternum in his chest mm -hmm. that would probably take more strength than just a man swinging a great axe even. So you would assume that some sort of monster or some, some sort of animal was also in here in this battle. Lena just walks up beside Geriot and is, starts inspecting what he's uh, looking at and says, what do you think? Something's not right here. Clearly there is a mass fight, but Cleric, can you speak with dead yet? Telepathically, she says to him, I don't 
think I can do that yet. Hmm. Um, do you have it prepared? Because remember, Steph, you, you know all cleric spells automatically. It's just a matter of which ones you prepare each day. Right, yeah. I don't think that's one I have prepared. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not today, <laughs> Satan. <laughs> Someone should really change the directory name because this is, woo, this is the worst gift shop I have ever seen. <laughs> Wait, Giriad, what do you mean it's not right? I mean, obviously we're in Deadwell, so it's not right already, but what do you mean? Accounting for the bodies, especially this one. Look at this, uh, look at this carcass. Uh, so he just kind of like picks up, like abruptly, the uh, skeleton <laughs> and shows everybody, like, hangs it over his head because he's a dwarf and he wants everyone to see. Ooh. Velvet vomits again. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You guys can guess that like the gash in this guy's bones, like this thing has to be probably bigger than, stronger than a bear. Like, Oof. oh dear. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> Some, something attacked this thing, or someone, and then I just drop it. Just like I just drop the skeleton. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited to edit this after. <laughs> um, can we tell? Uh, I don't know if it, if I need to roll for investigation or anything, but um, can we tell if that creature was like a flying creature? In other words, like it, there's no ceiling, right? There's no no roof. So, um, is there any indication that whatever that creature is came th- in through the roof? Uh, it'd be really hard to tell, um, okay. just because other parts of the roof are already collapsed as well. It could be age, okay. it could be something else. Um, gotcha. Yeah. There's no evidence around, unfortunately, of that specific of a mm. point. Got it. Well, c- clearly we need to be on our guard, so, uh, and there's nothing else here. Should we keep going? Uh, I'm gonna roll perception real quick. I just, I just have this feeling. Just give me one sure. second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I gotta. Uh, what's my perception again? Hold on, I gotta pull out my sheet. No worries. <laughs> I'm also gonna do a roll as well. Um, I want to. I want to kind of investigate. Are you looking uh, to find something out, Eric, or are you looking just to see if you can find something? I'm, I'm current, Velvet's <laughs> currently going over up to the skeletons and, like, tapping them with his toes to feel if he can feel, like, anything hard that could be, um, if one of the soldiers, like, pocketed one of the artifacts uh, to protect them in the fight. Oh, mm. oh okay, sure. Uh, yeah, roll, uh, I'll just have you roll perception for me as well, Eric. Perception, okay. Dirty 20. Oh, Ooh, nice. Nice. Um, can I look for, uh, do like a, a, an arcana, ar- arcana, arcana, arcana check, um, to see if there's any like magic, like anything magical that's sort of, um, hiding any ar- artifacts? Yes. Roll, uh, I pronounce it arcana, arcana, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> what I, I never know. Like, I always get it. Okay. I rolled a 23, roll by that the way. that one. Um, 23, 20, that one. Uh, it's <laughs> a, it's a 14. Oh, 14. Sorry, I thought you said <laughs> that one. No, 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 not um, that one. Okay. Uh, so I'll start with Giriad. Giriad, um, you're looking around the room just for anything else that might be of use to you, and you actually do find something. You see that one of the skeletal remains has a quiver wrapped around his hip bones, mm. and in the quiver there are 12 silver-tipped arrows, specifically Ooh. silver-tipped. This is mine now. And I just take it. <laughs> so you you uh, you have like an unlimited amount of normal arrows, but I'm, I'm going to say I want you to keep track of uh, I will the silver you, tipped yes. ones. Okay. Let me, mm-hmm. Here right. you go. Inventory. 12 arrows. Silver arrows, you said, right? 
Yes, sir. Silver tipped. Oh, okay. damn. Lena wants nice. to look now, too. <laughs> Everybody gets a Everybody look. Everybody gets look. prizes. You get a look. Everybody gets a look. <laughs> um, so, Sai, uh, yeah. you're rummaging around the hall as well. You go for a walk. You look under some debris. You're looking at some of the display cases, and unfortunately, you do not find anything. Oh, darn. Of use to you. Okay. You find, you know what? Fine. You find five gold pieces. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, guys, I found gold. Velvet, you rolled that dirty twenty. So you're looking around this room, and oh, let me check my notes. Just sure very trepidatiously, like kicking, kicking the bodies with his foot fully extended. Like ew, 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 I refuse to leave this room without a souvenir. <laughs> Sai hands him like like a skeletal hand. There you ah, go. Yeah. <laughs> he vomits again. Okay, oh. velvet. Yeah. So, as you are rummaging around, you kind of hear the others rummaging around as well. You hear Sai kind of give a grunt as he can't find anything. <laughs> but as you trepidatiously pick up a single piece of wood, you see that there is actually a canister. It's a cylindrical canister. It almost looks like a longer water bottle, but it has a cap on the top. Uh, you pop on the, open the cap, as I, I assume you would. Oh, definitely. And you find a scroll on the inside. Oh, 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 oh. oh so shit. You, un, you unroll this baby. It's a little delicate, as it's been there for a long time. Ooh. But the title of the scroll is Lightning Bolt. Oh, yeah. Ooh. So uh, it, it's a spell you can look up on 5e tools. Um, but basically, you can cast a, a Lightning Bolt, and it does 8d6 uh, lightning damage. Oh, shit. Velvet goes, okay, well, I feel pretty good about this. He just pops the canister back and he says, shall we? Telepathically, Bree says, I agree. This place creeps me out. Is it the dead bodies? It's probably the dead bodies, isn't it? Bree nods, yes. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. Lena, did you say you wanted to look around as well? Yeah, she sees Girion find all these, like, awesome arrows, and so she kind of just turns to the other side, like, whatever opposite of him area he was, and just starts, like, kicking around. And I only got an 11 for perception. So you're looking around, and you kick stuff, and you see nothing, and you get a little bit of dust in your eyes. Oh! This place is great. I'm so happy we're here. <laughs> do you know what, Avery? Can I do this? Um, you know what? I'm, I'm going to see if I can. Can I take a skull? It's going to be really random, and, I, and I'll explain later, but I want one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can take a skull. That's totally okay. You just see Giriad suddenly um, pick up one of the people. Um, he looks for a human specifically, looks at him, picks up the skull, it picks up, like, the, the body and just kind of slowly tries to rip apart the skull from the uh, body and poof, pops it off, puts it in pouch, and then keeps walking. Velvet throws up again for a third time, and then just finishes god. his maple drink and goes like, oh my fucking god. Green, this, wow. speaks to Garriott and says, what are you doing? I, I don't think you're supposed to desecrate a body like that. My apologies. Would you like me to put it back? Um, that <laughs> would be nice. Period. But do you have a do you have a reason for taking that person's head? He looks at the uh, he looks at the body, looks at the skull in his hand, and he goes, "I might want to use this as target practice." Oh, oh that's a great idea. Take it. 
Thank Bree you. Bree just oh. shake, shakes her head in disbelief. Come on, Bree. It's, it, this is the Hall of Souvenirs. Yes, yeah, you. As he walks by, he accidentally bumps the skull on, by, with velvet because he's just of the height, I would imagine, of that the skull yeah. would be boop, And yeah. he just kind of accidentally bumps velvet in the head with the skull. My apologies, little one. All over Geryon. Like, just all over. You're wasting that maple drink. It's on the floor now. You know that, right? Yeah, I know. Anyways. I smell maple and vomit. Where to next? Velvet jumps that over way. his and, and, and keeps going. Now, a word from our sponsor, Antonino's Pizza. Our specialty is pizza. That's what we do. It's what we do best. We don't offer pasta. We don't offer wings. We don't offer fries. We stick to what we do best, and we believe we do it better than anyone else. The best pizza in town or your money back every penny. We have three locations, South Windsor, Tecumseh at Manning and Amy Croft, and LaSalle on Malden Road. And now, a word from our sponsor, Brimstone Games your one-stop shop for all your tabletop needs. Located at 1421 Tecumseh Road East in Windsor. Where to next? <laughs> Velvet, Velvet jumps that over way. his puke and, and, and keeps going. I think we're gonna go, uh, think towards the Hall of Magic, yes? Ooh. Towards the Hall of Magic? Yeah. Number yes. number six. <laughs> That's number six. Okay, so you guys pack pass back through into the common room and then let me go to my notes room number six into the hall of magic okay so even walking through the hallway from the common room into the hall of magic you notice that the hallway slowly begins begins to become more and more overgrown with plants and vines and other things and as you reach the door you see that the door isn't even there it's just a an archway covered in vines and leaves and as you enter into the hall you see that the hall is severely overrun with plants so much so that they cover all the walls and ceilings except it looks like all the plants are dead there's browning vines and vegetation that hugs the walls and ceilings and rotting branches and vines that hang from what used to be chandeliers. And in the center of the room, there lays a giant pile of especially rotten greens. There seems to be a mugginess to the air even, and it feels hot in here. And the smell of this rotting vegetation fills your nostrils. I have oh. an herbalism kit, so I know a lot about plants. Can I investigate and see if I can figure out what any of these plants are? There we go. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what would I roll for that? Nature? Yeah, roll nature. Okay. That is a... 16. 16. So you take out your herbalism kit and you begin to examine the plant life on the ground near you. And I'm just going to pull something up really <laughs> quick. Okay. One moment. I love halfling okay. luck. <laughs> I had to use it. Oh, yeah, you, you had to use it? Nice. Yep. So you notice as you're looking at the plants that they're a little dead where you are right now, just as you enter the hole. But the more you see the plants get closer to this large, especially rotten mound of plant life in the middle, that the plant life and vegetation gets more and more rotten as you go. And you suspect that that center thing is a source, some sort of disease that is leaching out into the plant life around in the room. Mm. And I, that, that seems charming. suspicious. Yeah, I tell that to them, um, and verbally I say, S "Stay away from that plant in the middle. I'm getting a really bad sense of it." Uh, 
Is there a rock on the ground? Yeah. There's <laughs> we, a bit of debris from the ceiling. Lena like picks up a piece of debris and just kind of throws it up in the air and catches it. She says, want to see if it's anything special? Sure. I would like to see if it's something special. The suspense is killing me. <laughs> she Come chucks on. it. She chucks it right at where Bree pointed to. All right. So you throw this piece of rock at the plant in the middle. It you can hear it squelch as it hits into the side of it and falls to the ground. And it doesn't move for nothing happens. Huh. Hmm. I okay. have an idea. Um, so Velvet can speak to all small animals. And because of all of the, like, uh, you know, cracks in the ceiling and the, the plant life, I, he's going to hope that maybe there is some sort of small rodent or small, like something small in here that can uh, be, be talked to. So he's going to use, like, I guess, tiny animal speech and go like, hello. There, there are no animals in this room, as you call out. It, it sounds dead. There's well, just dead silence. Well, if they're here, they're dead. Giriad <laughs> is going to walk straight into the middle and just examine oh. it. Okay. Yes. Oh. Be careful, Giriad. Yes. Velvet is literally on, like hiding near the entrance right now. <laughs> that's, a, that's a 23 in nature. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Well, that's and you like want to investigate the plant? Yeah. This, this, okay, this, because... So because you rolled so well with your nature, you begin walking toward this center mound of vegetation. Your footsteps begin to squelch more and more as you get closer as the plants are more and more rotten beneath your feet. Mm. You, as you're examining, you actually feel under your feet a bit of a shift when you're about 10 feet away from this thing. And as you look at it, you swear that you saw it give almost a little shudder as you get closer. Mm. He, lo he looks back at the uh, group and he goes, this plant is alive. Oh. <laughs> and right when you say that, I need to make a constitution saving throw for me. This me? is why I stayed near the door. <laughs> Wait, me? Do I roll a constitution? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah roll a constitution <laughs> saving throw. Oh, no. <laughs> it's not my best stat, but it's not my worst. Uh, goody, I rolled a six. Oh, oh no! no. Okay. This plant's alive, boo! Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so immediately you hear Geared say, I think this plant is alive. And all of a sudden, the plant in the middle explodes out with these tendrils, wraps it around Geared, and quickly sucks him into the body. And you don't see Geared anymore as he's engulfed by this plant. Oh, no. All of a sudden, oh, no. as well, it <laughs> continues. The vegetation extends out from the center, puts its arms down on either side. These two giant stumpy legs. <laughs> come out of its back and it stands up and you see made of plants there's this mouth that opens up and it roars at you guys and I need everybody to roll in uh, oh I almost said investigation I need roll everybody to roll initiative for me I think it's alive yeah so Geriad you are engulfed right now so you are unable to breathe you are blinded and restrained and at the start of each of the shambling mounds turns you can you're gonna take 2d8 plus 4 bludgeoning. Uh, so you can make that save at, you. okay, you make the save at the start of its turn. Okay, so right now, Garrett is mostly covered every now and then as the shambling mound sort of shifts and moves. You see his face come out and recede back in and oh, no. <laughs> as it's okay. getting constantly absorbed. So we have absorbed. an idea of where he is yeah. in the mound. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Okay. All right, what's everybody's initiative? 15 for Psy. 15 for Velvet. Do I roll initiative right now? I don't think so. You're going to go last. Yeah. Okay. Um, Psy and Velvet, what are your dexterity modifiers? Uh, zero. 
one. Okay, so Sai, you're gonna go first because you're nimbler than fucking Velvet somehow. <laughs> he drinks a lot. It's, it's, oh, it's, man. It's, it's, it's all the drinking. His equilibrium is, is off. And then Brie and Lena? Lena got a 10. I got a 15. And 15. Okay. All right, so initiative order. We're gonna go with Sai first, then Velvet. After Velvet, we have Lena. After Lena, we have Brie. After Brie, we have the Shambling Mount, and then last will be Geriad. So, to paint a picture for you guys, the room, let me look at the map really quick. The room is longer than it is wide. I'm gonna say it's about 45 feet wide, but then 150 feet deep. So, the Shambling Mound right now, from where you guys are standing, is about 60 feet away from you. Okay, okay. What would you like to do, Sai? Hmm. So, Geriad's inside the Shambling Mound. Correct. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, yeah, so, so is, is there anything, like, if um, we kind of attack, like, a tendril, he might fall out? Like, is there, is there a good place that we could attack that's a more precise location that might... Uh, release Geriad? He's so engulfed right now, it's too hard to tell. Okay, so it is too hard to tell. Shit. Yeah. How do we do this without hurting Geriad? I know. <laughs> um, start hacking. Can can Velvet like look over to Sai and like wink and smile and like flash his eyebrows up and down like he's got an idea? Of course. Because that's what he's doing. His <laughs> yeah. face is very lively. Like, that's your Sai. idea face? You have an yeah. idea, Velvet. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like a whole light bulb turns on. Yeah. Oh. Can, can you it. tell me? He just says, I have a way of doing it without hurting him, so do something and uh, maybe block him in. Make sure that he can't get to us. Is there a way you could, like, ring him off? You know, he's just, uh, Sai's just going to um, use Firebolt and aim for a place where Geriad is not. All right, so th- it's really hard to tell where Geriad is, so you're just going to be aiming at this thing. Is that right? That's fine. I'm going to kind of see where, okay, wherever his face was last, I'm going to kind of try to go far enough away that I, d- I don't think that uh, he is. So let's... Um, yeah, no worries. Yeah. So uh, roll the hit. Okay. So that is a 21. That'll definitely hit. Yep. Roll the damage. Um... <laughs> That's only two damage. <laughs> and that's going to be halved as well. So he's ah. going to take ah. solid one. Oh. Yeah, so when you cast this firebolt, he almost seems to absorb the energy in some way. Mm. And it and his plant life, the vegetation you did hit, falls to the ground and more sort of grows. So it does affect him a little bit, but not as much as you would have hoped. Mm-hmm. All right, Velvet. Mm-hmm. Okay, so <clears throat> Velvet's going to run up as close as he can to this thing, and he's going to cast Fear on it. Ooh. So this is the first time I'm casting Fear, so it's you project a phantasmal image of a creature's worst fear. Each creature in a 30-foot cone, so it's just towards it, must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or drop whatever it's holding and become frightened for the duration. Ooh, okay. Yes. Mm. So I assume that the way it's going to kind of do it is he, he's going um, to set up his lyre, so it's going to be playing these, like, really sharp chords, and he's just going to string this, like, like the ugliest chord you've ever heard as like the sound literally is taking shape of uh, of this creature's worst fear. Okay. So because it's it's a plant, I'm going to do like a big fucking fire dog. A fire dog. Okay. So you run up the 30 feet. Uh, wait, what's your speed actually? My speed is uh, 25. 25. 
Okay, we'll let we'll let it slide because you're 55 and it's a 30. Uh, your your speed in your cone would reach 55 feet instead of 60, but like. Honestly, it's, it's five feet, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's just... He'll, he'll jump. Yeah, there you go. He's, he's taking big strides. So you make it up enough distance as you can, and you cast the fear spell. This out, you strike your leer, and all of you hear this horrible tone that sounds almost like this growl mixed with the spurting lava come from this leer. And this image, what the shambling mound sees is, yeah, this fire dog bounds out of your leer, begins running around and takes a leap at it. And you hear this terrible shriek of gurgling high-pitched noise as it takes a couple steps back. Uh, let me double check Frighten just to make sure I'm reading it right can't willingly yes and he and you see Giriad slurp out of his belly to the ground and he lands with a <laughs> and Giriad you are no longer held by the shambling mound yeah it's, hey. it's there's 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 a specific thing that says while it's frightened a creature must dash you take the dash action and move away from you by the safest available route on each of its turns unless there is nowhere to move if the creature ends its turn in the location where it does not have a line of sight of the creature it can make a wisdom saving throw on a successful save the spell disappears okay great. nice perfect sweet so Velvet's going to, I guess, go like Gyrion, and um, he's going to be eventually be heading over to make sure he's okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So after Velvet, we got Lena. Yeah. So um, I know the mound is sixty feet away, but is there a part of it that's around forty feet away that Lena could get to? It's like or or attack. No, it'd probably take at least fifty feet. Because how big is this thing? Let me double check. The mound. It's a large plant. Yeah. So uh, it'd probably take 50 feet to get within five feet of it, if that makes sense. Cool. So she's just going to use her turn to pretty much just dash and get. As, she's going to rage as she's running mm, yes. and she's going to dash and get as close to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And get as close to the, the mound as, as possible and get closer to Geria too. Nice. All right. So after Lena, we have Bree. Yes. Right, so you said um, that mound is about 60 feet away? Yes. Oh, okay, perfect. So I'm going to try to cast a sacred flame at it. Nice. So it needs to make a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it, 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 nope. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now it is going to take um, 2d8 radiant damage. Radiant, perfect. So that is... Oh, an eight and a six, so 14. 14 radiant damage, nice. 14 radiant damage, yeah. So do you want to describe what happens as you cast the sacred flame on the mound? Yes, so um, Brie kind of closes her eyes and concentrates and holds on to her necklace that she wears. And then this emerald green flame comes down from the sky right over top of the, uh, the mound of the plant and just completely engulfs it. And Garrett, you see flames rain down all around you, but they all manage to avoid you fine. Well, thank God. So, <laughs> Garrett's just trying to gather his bearings as he was just spit out, so. <laughs> as a bonus action, can I get out my spiritual weapon? Yes, absolutely. Yay, okay. Yes. Alright, so what pops up? Yes, yeah, so, um, Bree's going to channel her spiritual weapon, and an emerald green greatsword is going to appear behind her. Nice. So, are you moving in at all or staying in your spot? It's got a 
range of 60 feet. So I'm going to move it right up towards the plant. Okay, sweet. I, I meant you, though, as well. Yeah, sure, I'll get a little bit closer. I'll move um, my 25 feet towards the plant. Okay, cool. So you come right up next to Velvet as well. So okay. now the Shambling Mound is fucking terrified of this <laughs> horrible, demonic-looking fire dog. So he's going to do fire what he has dog. to do and fucking take his movement. So he only has a movement of 20, so... Take the dash action. So he's going to dash 40. So you see this giant mass of rotting vegetation begin to slump its way, like, penguin-like, to the far end of the room, uh, making it closer there. He's probably 40 feet away from the wall or so now. And if the creature in this turn, it doesn't have line of sight of you. And I'm going to say that he can still see you, Velvet, because there's really nothing else in the room except right, him. Yeah. So he's not yeah. going to be able to make that save. I have a feeling like the fire dog right now, because it's like kind of cornering him against the wall, is kind of like pacing across the room, just just almost keeping that line uh, in between him and us. Yeah, nice. So that, okay, I have an idea, but that's his turn for this one. So we're going to move on to Geriad. Okay. So um, am I prone? What Can you explain to me what's uh, what I am right now? You like, are prone. Um, okay, well, I'm going to use my movement to get up. Yep. And I'm going to, God, I'm gonna for, like pray to God or something. But uh, <laughs> let's see here. So I'm gonna put Hunter's Mark on it first off. Nice. And um, I think that's my turn, Avery. Unless I, I, the only thing I have left is a bonus action, and I'm gonna hold that for now, actually. So yeah, that's that's my turn. Because I can only get up right now and put Hunter's Mark, correct? Yeah, is, Hunter Mar is Hunter's Mark uh, a full action? It is. No. Oh, sorry. It's a bonus action. So, uh -huh. no, you still have uh -huh. your action then, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know what? I'm going to put Hunter's Mark on it. And how close am I to it? It moved 40 feet away from you. So, 40 oh, feet. Oh, good. So, uh, Hunter's Mark. And I'm going to start... Um, shooting it, I guess. I can only shoot it once. <laughs> pew, pew, yeah. Pew, 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 pew. That's what I'm good at. So, uh, does 17 hit? Yes, it does. Nice. Okay. Let's give me that dank damage. <laughs> so, that would be 23. 23 damage. Yeah. Yeah. All right, do you want to describe how you do this? Like, not kill so, it. Sorry, let me, let me rephrase oh, yeah. that. Let me rephrase <laughs> that. Wow. Uh, just your turn on this. <laughs> All right, so I um, my uh, my brand starts to glow only a little bit as I uh, cast Hunter's Mark on it, and uh, you see this glowy red um, glyph almost go on this beast as it kind of slowly disappears. It was only there for a second, and then suddenly I just the, as my uh, brand starts to stop glowing, I. I pull my bow uh, slightly and pew, and I shoot a nice, just a normal arrow, just thud right into its side. Nice. Yeah. And it looks like it does some good damage on it. That that arrow really cuts through. Next, after Geared, we're back to the top, and that is Sai. Okay, so it moved 40 feet away. Does that mean it's 100 feet away? Yes. Okay, so I move 10 feet, <laughs> and then I cast a first level chromatic orb. Nice. Um... And what damage that, oh, type? That's, uh, oh, damage type is acid. Acid? Nice. Yes. Uh, and that is, that's a 26. <laughs> I think that'll hit, yeah. 
Yes, okay. And that's 3d8, so... Oh, nice. Very nice. Uh, that is 20 damage. 20 damage, okay. So you fired this acidic orb and it zooms in between Velvet and Bree's heads. You feel it whiz by and this acidic energy go and it blows off a part of the Shambling Mound's backside. At least you think it is. It's hard to tell because it's just a giant (laughs) pile of leaves and shit. But (laughs) another part of it collapses to the ground, another part of it's rotting vegetation. When when it collapses to the ground, is it it like dead? Like that's a part of it's dead or is it like regenerating into a second Shambling Mode. Every when those parts that collapse do not turn into anything else. Gotcha. Okay. They're just rotten and yeah, done on the ground. No done. Okay. All right. Now we got Ooh. Velvet. Okay. So um, based on what I'm looking at this directory, Avery, is the shambling mound at this point the furthest to the right side of room six? Yep. Hell mm. yeah. So that means that seven and eight are both completely open, right? Seven and eight are complete. I got to read. It looks like there's a path in the back that leads to seven. And it looks like there is a path indoors that leads to eight. Oh, yes. Yeah. So Velvet's going to look back at the group and he's going to say, do we really need this? And he's going to point <laughs> point at the thing and go, let's go and, and, and point at eight. I'm going to use my action to start huffing it over to door eight. Ooh, he's fleeing. Uh, that's that's exactly Ooh. where he's going. He's 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 going okay. like he's he's just picking. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take out my fluffy bag. And, uh, <laughs> I'm going to take out my fluffy bag and I just I got to pull out my rust bag of tricks here and I'm going to give it a roll. And hey, brown bear. Okay, oh. so oh my God. a brown bear, a brown bear that has the exact same hairstyle as me, appears <laughs> out of my bag, and I hop on and I go to eight, my friend, and I give him a little, a, a, a gentle little tap on the rear, and we just go chug it along towards eight. <laughs> We're just gonna start running and following them. <laughs> okay, uh, is anybody else choosing to follow or staying? Ah, that's so hard for Lena. <laughs> to leave a fight behind, yeah. Nothing yeah. wrong with running. Not a lot of people tend to think of that in the middle of a fight. Oh, Velvet thinks about it every time. <laughs> I mean, every if, if everybody else is going, she will reluctantly, maybe, but. Girion? If we choose to leave, I have a plan. But if we choose to fight it, then we will kill it. Lena's sitting there like in a rage. She's like, why did I do this? Brie, did you follow oh. me? Sorry. I was following, yeah. Oh, then 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 in that case, um, Avery the brown bear is carrying both me and Brie. We're definitely small enough. Nice, yeah. You both yeah. fit on the back of this brown bear. <laughs> yeah. Le- uh, Lena turns to Giriad, who's probably like, you know, the other fighter in the group, and goes, what do you want to do? I'm going to send Mimic to follow it. From a distance, of course, for about an hour. So you're saying we should leave? I'm saying I will follow my friends wherever they choose. Fine. Uh, as Lena leaves, she's probably the last one. She wants to pick up a piece of like uh, plant that's come off of it. Ooh, sure. And just take it with her. Um, it's super gross, oh. super rotten, but uh, it's Ooh. like liquidy it's in fine. your hands. She'll add it. She'll add it to the uh, uh, spider leg and ant pincer she has in her bag. There you go. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, nice. Right. And Lena, even as you pick it up and you leave, the last thing you see is the shambling mound actually just recede back into the ground and retake its first position. But like further back in the hall, it looks as if it's going back to sleep. I guess you could say. Oh. Okay. Yes. Huh. 
Lena, like, looks back at it and shakes her head at, like, the fight it could have been and then slowly comes out of her rage. Velvet's waiting for everyone at the entrance to eight, passing out the maple liquor, like, nice job, nice job, good job, hustle in, good job, nice, nice, nice. <laughs> I take I take Mimic and I, I kind of just pick him up for a second, like, off the bear. <laughs> and I And I look at him and I say, this creature is still hostile. We must be quiet and tread on lightly. And I put him back on the bear. <laughs> quiet. <laughs> Are you talking about the bear is hostile or the no, shambling mound? I'm talking about the, sh- uh, the what's it, the shuddering mound? Shambling mound. Shambling, <laughs> shambling mound, yeah. Um, so so just to clarify for me, Mimic is staying behind? Um, he will stay behind from a distance. I'm going to say he's going to stay higher. Is there any way for him to sit up there, like way high up? In room six, yeah. Okay, well then he can stay there. And in about an hour, he'll come back for me. If he moves at all and, like does anything suspicious, he comes to me. Okay. Perfect. Can do. So, you guys enter into room 8, the catacombs. Immediately, it's very dark, and you see that in the catacombs that it is a series of crisscrossed hallways, and there are spirits freaking everywhere. Like, there's, <laughs> oh. there's no actual torchlight on the walls, but the light you do have is the shimmering outlines of these spirits of all sorts of people. Some are standing still, some are roaming the halls. There are some, there's one that's endlessly calling out somebody's name, or there's some that are banging their heads off the walls. You hear wailing, you hear crying. It's this cacophony of despair. Whoa. Well, uh, <laughs> does anyone miss the mound? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not sure we upgraded here. Oh. Hmm. Wait, but maybe maybe the spirit we need is in here, or Giriad's father. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. good point. Mm-hmm. Velvet's gonna run up to the nearest spirit and go, "Excuse me," <laughs> <laughs> on his bear and see what happens. So the first spirit you go up to is actually a gnome. Uh, it's a gnome man hey! with a very dark goatee and a balding head, and he's sitting in a curled position and he's yelling over and over to himself. I shouldn't have let that son of a bitch live! He wants to make me a cuck! I'll make him bleed! <laughs> that same what? sentence just repeated. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Um, <laughs> and he, uh, my, 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 my summons doesn't seem to get his attention, eh? No. He's, no, he's Ooh. so invested in, in uh, being angry about Shit. being cuckolded. Uh, he, he, he turns back and he says, it seems like they're on some sort of loop. Mm. Lena just mm-hmm. yell, bellows out. Uh, hello, is the spirit of the champion here? Yoo-hoo, champion! <laughs> Velvet <laughs> joins in. <laughs> good Wait. idea, Lena. Nice, good thinking. <laughs> I mean, was it? I don't know if that's sarcasm or not, but thanks. There was no answer, just to clarify. Bree's going to close her eyes and just concentrate on all the spirits and try to see if she senses any sort of guidance from Mistra as to which spirit or the direction that they should go to to find the spirit. Ooh, roll religion. Okay. Nice. That is an 18. 18. So you concentrate on your connection with Mistra and you do feel a bit of a tug in your chest and I f- you th- believe that she will guide you to some extent through this. Mm. Okay, so I turn to the group and I, I whisper to them, I, I'm, I'm getting a sense 
from Mistra, the, the goddess that I was taught under. She's leading me towards the spirit. Oh, excellent. Oh, Bree, you don't need to whisper. These people don't care. Yeah, this guy's talking about getting cuckolded, so that's that's unfortunate. <laughs> but that's great. That That's... That's Bree definitely. just whispers sorry and starts yeah, heading towards the direction. Lena just looks at Sai and just gives him like a half smile. And he, he just kind of shrugs. <laughs> Before Velvet follows, he, he looks at the spirit, even though the spirit can't care him. He's like, you know what, man? You're too good for her anyway. And he shakes his head and runs off. <laughs> he stops. Oh. Velvet turns oh. around really slowly, like, uh-oh. And, he, and he's not looking at you. He's looking forward in the same direction he's looking, and he just says, I'm better than her. I deserve more. Uh, fucking right! And then he, like, wisps off and disappears. Velvet, what, what did you do? I gave friendly advice to a cuckolded gnome, and I'm afraid that bad things are going to happen as a result of that. Oh, well, you know, live in the moment, right? And he just turns around in his bear and he just keeps going. Uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm saving souls casually. Forgot you're riding me. a bear for a second. My God. <laughs> yeah, 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 right? <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking we should move forward. Bree, where are you? Where is your guide pulling you? So basically, Bree, your, your guide pulls you through a series of hallways. The catacombs are extensive. Yeah. They're like a maze. I'm just, I'm just, yeah, I'm just walking and following. The- yeah the sense of the pulling that I'm getting from her. Totally. You feel this intuition at one point. You make a right. You walk for about maybe 30 feet, you think, and a left, another sharp right. And it continues in this maze-like way. Some notable spirits along the way. You see uh, another spirit of a human woman sharpening a dagger with a stone, and she's just repeating, I will find you. I will find you. Mark my words. I will not rest until I find you. Another spirit uh, you walk by is a lizard folk man. He's uh, he's sitting and he's actually biting his own tail. And you see there's a lot of blood trickling down his tail until he bites it clean off. And he begins oh. to eat his own tail. Oh. Uh, Lena, Lena uh, turns to Sai and says, uh, so have you ever seen anything like this? It's not every day you see a bunch of spirits. Mm, no, they do not look happy. Okay. I haven't seen anything like this before. No, I was just going to say, is anyone else getting the sense that there's a lot of um, uh, anger in this place? Mm-hmm. Unresolved trauma. Yes, yes. I, w- I wonder if these are people who died here. Hmm. hmm. They, seem, they, they seem to have a bone to pick with, with people, though. But, so I don't know. Maybe well, Velvet let's... just needs to therapize all of them. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at the lizard folk and says, Tails have too many calories. You'll feel better after. Does, it, does that do anything? <laughs> he stops eating his tail. Roll persuasion for me. Oh my god, <laughs> yes! Oh my god. This is what I'm good at. This is where I shine. You found oh your calling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're the ghost whisperer. This is where Velvet shines. Okay, um... Oh, baby. That's 22. Nice. You say that. Oh Sorry, 24. Oh, Jesus. You say that, and he stops eating his tail for a second, and he drops his claw-like hands to his sides. He frowns, sad, and then <laughs> wisps away and disappears. I felt less successful about that one. Mm. Ah, I just... Mm. Okay, well, you, you know what? No therapist is perfect, right? It's a learning process. Can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Gary, Gary what's your... <laughs> 
Giriad, what's your what's your father's name? Should we be calling for him? Ooh. Giriad seems a little bit distracted and uh um, Oh really? He uh yeah, he's he's almost like uh like they kind of staring off, so he doesn't really respond, and then he goes, Huh? Oh, my father. His name is Seathard. Oh, okay. Are are you okay, Garyad? He doesn't respond. Lena mm. looks to sigh. Garyad. Does he respond? He finally looks over. Mm, yes. Uh, are you okay? You look like you're lost in thought. Oh, of course I'm okay. Yes. <clears throat> okay. Shall I don't believe on? you. <laughs> are, are, are you looking for something? or? I am... Um, this place troubles me. Hmm. What, why is that? What, what do you know of this place? This, this, these catacombs? Well, actually, that kind of... De- hold on, real quick, just to cut for a sec. That kind of depends on Avery. Avery, do I know a lot about this place or no? Because either way, I have an answer. Not a whole lot, no. Yeah, All, okay, okay. You were only drawn here from your father. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. No problem. Um, so, Giriad kind of just looks in the distance and goes, My father. I almost dread it. But it needs to happen. I need to speak to him. Do you think he's here? I do. I have a feeling. But I could be wrong. Can we help you find him? Well, that's just it. He uh, he turns around and looks at you fully. I don't know if I want to. Hmm. Isn't that why you came here? Yes, but now that the goal is within my reach... Do not know if I want to complete it. I understand. Well, I guess you make that choice when we find him. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, Giriad, as usual, presses on. Good old Giriad. Oh, man, a blunt honesty in few words. Gotta love it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you continue to follow the intuition in your chest, Bree. And finally, mm-hmm. it leads you down a hallway. And Girion, I I'm not sure how you would react, but you immediately oh. notice that there's a spirit sitting on the floor, a dwarven <laughs> spirit meditating, with his hands just calmly on his knees, and he looks a lot like you, just without a brand. I approach the I approach the uh, spirit, and I kind of slowly walk around, like 180, so I can see its face with my bow. Uh, always, always grasped to my hand. Lena holds everybody else back, so it's, he kind of has this moment to himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is definitely your father. And mm. as you look him in the face, his eyes flutter open, and he just calmly looks back at you. I, uh, I, I get into the same meditating position as him and stare. Okay. So the others... You see Garyad sit down and stare at him as well. And the conversation that's about to take place, you actually don't hear it. It's more of a conversation between the minds. Nice. Um, as he's just talking to Garyad specifically. Okay. Garyad, I've spent a long time to get into contact with you. I must share with you what I know. The fate of the citizens of Ildichester depend on it.
Hey there. Thanks for listening. Tall Tale Theater Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. We will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face-to-face with your nightmares. Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. The first is Dungeons & Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil, long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts, Undergrad. Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. For more, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com. Talltale Theater Collective. Grow with us.